Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bachelor Report New Zealand, where we are talking about Moses' season of The Bachelor. Yeah, we are. And we're now on episode eleven. And by the end of this episode, I gotta say we're down to like three. Yeah. It's a it's a little shocker because we start the episode with six people left. And like we left off with that cliffhanger where Lydia was going to go and put all the cards on the table with Moses. That's what she said. She's like, I'm going to put all my cards on the table. Then they don't show the conversation with Lydia and then are like, oh, time for the rose ceremony. Guess you'll find out later what she had to say. What are your thoughts on Lydia as like a contender as a person in this? I think, I think Lydia's a good person. I think she's a fun person. Like she's probably a great friend. Like she's going to make someone like a great wife some day but like she is younger and she did come in late and i feel like they never had that same romantic connection that like when annie came in you saw like an instant chemistry with annie whereas lydia you're like oh they get along like he finds her attractive but like there's nothing really there which lydia also had that incident with the tarot card readings she had the tarot card reading and then she like didn't do the talent show and then she's like been on this weird mood for the last like few days on the show. And honestly, I do think a lot of that is hormonal. Like the way right. that she was like, oh, I don't want anyone to touch me. I need like alone time. I think that's very much like when I'm PMSing and I'm like, I just want to be left alone. Like, I don't want anyone near me. Like I need space. And I think she was like hormonal. You're in a house with a bunch of women who just like chit chat all the time. And I think she was like, I'm sick of being around these people constantly i'm sick of the cameras being around like this guy's not really giving me the time of day realistically and like i get that i think her reaction was very just like normal yeah a little bit overwhelmed uh also i don't think she seriously could feel like a contender at that point and i don't know if she was really that into him like, I think she liked him as a person. She was like, oh, he's cute. He's fun. He's nice. Like, but I don't think she was ever looking at him and saying, that's my husband. She wanted to be, but it was more of just a fictional fantasy. Yeah. So no surprise, she doesn't get a rose. And then they go back and they show the clip of her talking to him in the vineyard. And she's like, don't give me the rose. Yeah. Like, it would yeah. be a waste. Like, keep around, like, Lou or whoever, Chanel, whoever here. And give them another shot because we're not going to, like, we're not going to end up together. So don't yeah. waste our time. So Sinead gets a one-on-one. They go paddleboarding. They do yoga on their paddleboard. Moses falls off a couple times. The crew also is on paddleboards. Like, this weird, like, yeah. web paddleboard where it's a bunch, like, stuck Super together. Super windy out. And they, like, drop the boom mic in the water. And it's like, felt oh. bad for him. Yeah. Um, what? How do you feel about... Shanae and Moses's relationship at this far it's like 
I feel like they're not progressing fast enough. Like they sit down and he's like, well, how do you feel about our connection? And she's like, I feel like we had an instant connection. And then she's like, read my thoughts. And they have like a funny, like little moment, but she's like, oh, it's really hard for me to open up. But she never like, it's not like she said that and then opened up in any way. It was like, oh, it's hard for me to open up. And she just continued to not open up at all. And it's like so late in the game that like, I still know nothing about Shanae's life. She's like, oh, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage going into hometowns because I don't have a family. I'm like, why does Shanae not have a family? Like, where is her family? Are they in another country? Does she just not have a family? Like, we don't even know because she hasn't really opened up about anything. How could Shanae have gotten to a point where she could open up? Like, what could she have done? Well, I feel like Annie and even Lana like have had like deeper conversations. Like Lana opened up about her boyfriend who committed suicide. Like Annie talked about her eating disorder. Like Chanel talked about her brother who like went missing on a fishing boat and never came home. Like everyone's opening up about things that are either insecurities or things in their lives. And Shanae just hasn't opened up about anything. Do you think that's because she doesn't have something to open up about or? Well, she keeps saying, I don't have a family. So it's like, well, tell me more about like yeah. the friends in your life. Like, how did you build like, if like, I don't want to say a fake family, but like, how have you been able to surround yourself? So you feel like you're fulfilled by like that you have confidants and you have these people to give you advice. Like, I just feel like there's so much of her story that's missing. Right. And it's like, we're getting really deep into this. And then it was kind of weird when she was like, oh, there's girls in the house that you're just so similar to that. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. And he was like, well, who do you think I'm similar to? And then she's like, oh, well, Lana, because you're both like into open relationships. And he was like, whoa, like what? Like, I'm not here for an open relationship. Like, I'm here to find a wife. Like. I'm not into open relationships. Like, why would you even think that? Like, he was offended. But then... How do you think that impacted their relationship? Do you think it helped it? No. I think he was really offended by the fact that she thought that he was there for that reason. And I actually think it, like, pulled them back a little bit. Kind of like when he accidentally called her Chanel. How, it like, in her head, it probably, like, brought her back to, like, whoa, maybe he doesn't like me so much. And I feel like this kind of drug him back. Like, oh, well, does she think so lowly of me that she thinks that's what I'm here for? Which she did mention that, you know, she regretted it almost immediately. Well, I don't think she was necessarily regretting so much that she said that he might be into it as much as that she kind of threw Lana under the bus because yeah. he didn't know that that's something that she was interested in or had done in the past or whatever. And that's something that he, like, Lana hadn't told him that yet. Yeah. So I think she felt like she betrayed a friend more so than she offended him. And, like, it makes, like, honestly, I, mean, I feel like Annie's won this whole thing already. Um, I don't want to say win because it's not a game. But I feel like Annie at this point is the obvious choice. Like, compatibility, chemistry-wise, everything. Um, and I thought at the beginning of the show that Lana and Janae would have been like at the top, like super chemistry, like ready to start lives together. And I feel like I cannot see Shanae and 
Moses ending up in the end together at this point. There's just too much uh, conflict. There's like too much friction there or with not, all of the mishaps, right? Or not even friction, but it's like what they would leave the show and be like, oh, let's continue dating. And they're the, like, I don't see them lasting if they chose to stay together right. or what, like to be what together. What in particular makes that? Like the fact that they never actually have deep conversations or ask about each other's lives. Like it's not even like friendly though. It's like, oh, we're attracted to each other. We like each other. We have this connection, but we're not actually working to build it. We just keep bringing each other backwards. So in a way you think that uh, they wouldn't have the ability to, they wouldn't even want to reach out and spend time. They wouldn't put the effort in. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, I think you're onto something. I like, I really like Shanae as like a person on the show. Like when she talks to the other girls, I'm like, she's a really cool person. But then together, like there's something that's just not adding up there. And then she's very like, um, turtle shelled and she knows it, I think. Well, she said it. She was like, I have a hard time opening up, but he doesn't push or try to get further into it. And it's like with some of the girls, he asks for like, oh, well, like, tell me why you feel this way. Like, tell me, like he asked for more. Like, even when he was talking to Lydia before she left, it was always like, oh, well, tell me why you feel this way. Like, I want you to stay. And I feel like he's never really doing that with Shanae. And I felt like when Shanae started saying, oh, there's girls in the house that you're really similar to, like Moses just wanted that information because it was going to help him more. He was like, I love it when girls like bring up things like that because like I want as much information of what they see in the house as possible. Yeah, how could he not want that information? I know, but it's yeah. like, but he's not thinking like, Oh, well I don't want to talk about the other girls. I only want to like pay attention to her. He's like, I want to hear what they're like. He's already thinking about the girls at the house over thinking about her. Uh, which is like the beginning of the end for her. Whereas pretty... Annie gets the second one on one date. And I feel like the entire time, like, well, one, he's excited because they're going white, water rafting like so she used to be a raft instructor in canada so it was very well suited to her but then it was where they filmed the hobbit which he was just really pumped about and kept saying over and over about how excited he was that that's where they filmed the hobbit i have to say this is a great date for them like just to really connect on two levels and like two areas where they haven't quite explored each other Mm -hmm. you know like it's one thing to talk and like connect and say you know have those intimate like hard conversations but it's another thing to like live in another person's hobby or like well they experience another person's passion like Like, they were both experiencing each other's hobbies and passions which is why it was so fun because it was like there was the part of him that he was like excited about and then there was the part of her that she was like oh i'm really excited to show him like whitewater rafting has never been and like this is something i love to do how do you think the date went i thought it went really well that yacht though yeah they go on a yacht and they have like what about that yacht and like (laughs) it was like it was a really cute yacht it was like a smaller yacht and then like this girl came out and she's like these are mussels that our family like catches and then we like cook them like they were like they would catch the seafood and then they were chefs and they had the yacht and it was like a really cool little experience something i have to note is I'm usually not impressed with yachts. It was a really nice one. Yeah. But this one, I was like, it's moderate. It's not like overdone. 
usually I feel like, wow, this is a little excessive. Like, what are you having like parties for, you know, supermodels or whatever. But this one felt like it was more intimate. You could have a family and own it. Well, and it was nice. Like the seating area where they were like eating was just like a like horseshoe shape with a big table. And then it had just like beautiful windows behind it. So you could have like a full like 360 view. How do you think that impacted their mood? Because I would imagine it would have like a positive. I mean, they were having oysters and mussels, right? And oysters are an aphrodisiac. You know, they don't, yeah, (laughs) there you go. And they were, I wonder if that was planned, you know. Probably, I don't know. Uh, And then they were eating on The Bachelor, which is something you don't really. The American one, it's like super taboo to eat. Like if you see The Bachelor or the contestant eating on a date, you know it's a doomed date. Because that's like, it's almost like prop food that they bring out for them. Yikes. So. The New Zealand one, they're very good about giving them food that they actually eat. And a lot of times it's just like little cheese plates and wine. But then there's like dates like this where they're like, oh, experience these mussels or these oysters and like have some wine with it. I actually really liked that they had the owner Mm -hmm. of the, I don't know if they were only owner of the yacht or just the I think they own the yacht and they did the food because they were like, we catch it, we cook it. Like this is our little like family business. They had her kind of like come out and like tell them a little bit about it and like what it was. And I thought that was like really awesome to give credit like that. So like while the state was going on, the remaining girls were at the house and they're like, if Annie comes back with a rose, we're all quitting. This is the end of the show. Which like they were all like bitter and was angry. That about? Yeah. Like they felt like, Oh, well if she comes back with a rose then he's already picked her, like, like how did that why happen, are we though? even here? Yeah. Was that just like, one person feeling that way and then it kind of like spread or was it but even Shanae who had just had a one-on-one date was like i'm leaving if she gets a rose because uh-huh. Shanae didn't get a rose at the end but honestly he hasn't really been handing out roses like on every date or even half the dates right it's like one out of every six one-on-one dates he'll hand out a rose and at this point next week is hometowns so the chances of getting a rose are even slimmer um so they're just like being very dramatic. I don't know if they're all PMSing at the same time because Chanel is like, I know I'm being dramatic, but this is how I feel. So and this like, is okay. So we're coming up on the big climax here. Mm-hmm. And so this is it. Moses kisses Annie. Annie. But it's so funny. How, how was it though? Well, beforehand he was like, I want to kiss her, but I'm like awkward and i don't know what to do and like it's making like he is literally the most awkward bachelor i think we have ever had where like every time you can tell he wants to kiss someone you can see it on his face you can see him trying to figure out how to like ease into it or body language or whatever and um he's like i know she wants to kiss me because she's giving me the signals but i like can't do it and it's like this thing so finally they kiss but they like have the blanket up kind of so it's kind of walked from one direction and then she had her hand in front of like his face so you couldn't really see from the other way but then they somehow got the shots anyway i kept joking about it because i was like that camera guy must be leaning over the edge of the boat like hanging like, down he's like i got the looping shot around to get the yeah. shot um i think a lot of what makes moses feel so awkward in this like circumstance is one He doesn't want to just make out with everyone because that's not in his personality to just like make out with 30 women. But also the fact that there's cameras in his face, I think make him very nervous because he's thinking people like 
a million, two million people are going to watch me kiss this person for the first time? Am I going to look like an idiot? And like, that's probably going through his head. I thought he was very like real about it. And it was like very intimate. And I thought that it was actually a good, I thought it was just almost perfect. I don't know. And I feel like in real life. Like it felt really real. Like going in for a first kiss for someone that you've been like on a couple of dates with or something. It's like, it's awkward. Yeah. Like finding that perfect moment for like that. I remember when Andrew kissed me for the first time was like. It was really awkward. It was really freaking awkward. And like, that's real life. Like. Yeah. You're like sometimes like. Yeah, maybe you're with someone and there's this perfect moment. And it's Which like, you're drunk, whatever. usually, if that's the case. like, <laughs> Or you're, like, infatuated. Where I find that... If you actually are invested with feelings, like, it's hard for it not to be a little bit awkward because you're caught up in your head a little bit. Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's why when sometimes I see these bachelor bachelorettes just kissing everybody, I'm like, you're so, like... How would you even know if it was the person... Because you're just going at everyone, you know, like mm -hmm. you wouldn't even know. I feel like I relate to Moses in the sense that if I was like the bachelorette, I'd probably do the same thing where they'd be like, you've broken records for how long you've gone yeah, without kissing someone. Maybe. Just because I'm like, I'm not the type of person who would want to kiss like a bunch of people to figure it out. Like, right. I would have a hard time kissing right away, but I think like if I... Once I got to know somebody and like I got the feeling that Well, I like would they're be... going to hometowns next week. Right, like he exactly. like he needs to figure exactly. out if there's some sort of chemistry at this yes. point. He needs to kiss maybe another girl just to or make sure. Two. Yeah. Honestly, so basically it, think about it from sorry to cut you off, but mm -hmm. think about it from the girl the woman's I keep saying girl and that it just it's less syllables, so it's easier to yeah. say. Think about the woman's uh perspective. Where it's like, well, he didn't kiss me. So, like, does he, is he really that invested? Like, is he that interested? I do think know? that's how Shanae felt after her date. Because when, like, so Annie comes back from the date and they're like, oh, did you get a rose? And she's like, oh, no, I didn't get a rose. And they didn't even ask her if she got a kiss. But she, like, goes to bed and Chanel is like, oh, he kissed her. Yeah, they, they, like, they intuition. just knew. Yeah. And then Shanae is like, oh, like, they're all like sitting around, like, brewing about it. And it's like, like, yeah, you're in the top, like, what, four or five right now? Like, he's going to start kissing people. And then I think that really hit, like, a nerve with Shanae, though, because she had gone on that date and didn't get a kiss. And I don't know. I just feel like their relationship can't get there. They just don't have that intimacy that, the, it's not the same, you know? Yeah. So Moses at the beginning of the cocktail party tells Art that there's a girl that he needs to send home because he like woke up and was like, I know I need to send them home. I don't want to wait until the rose ceremony. I just need to like do it. So at the beginning of the cocktail party, he pulls Chanel aside and you're like, oh, is he going to send Chanel home? And Chanel's like, I need to leave. Like, I don't know. Like this isn't for me. And he's like, everyone is like, who watches this show is going to love you. Like you're such a great person, but this like, isn't, like, I'm so nervous. Yeah. She was like, this isn't the environment for you to find love. Like, yeah, like you're not thriving here. Like in the way that you will on the outside, like everyone's going to love you and they're going to see you and they're like right. going to appreciate you. And like, I want you to stay because I enjoy having you around. But he, the thing is when he kept saying, Oh, I want her to stay because I enjoy having her around. It was like, 
he enjoys her presence, but there was nothing like romantic mm-hmm. there. He just like liked her being around. So she's like, oh, let me go think about it. And then he pulls Lou aside and is like, I really like you, but we have zero romantic connection. Like, He's like, I figured out where we belong. Like, we're great friends. We have a lot in common, but like, there's no romantic chemistry there. Yeah. I think he's just like a pretty good guy. Yeah. Like just in general. So like the way he says it and phrases it is like very like, it's just, I can't think of a better way to do it. Which what about you? I, I do like how he like, he talks people up when they leave instead of being like, oh, don't like you. Bye. Or like, oh, he didn't get a row. See ya. Like he's like. I really appreciated you being here. I really like you as a person. You're a wonderful person. You're going to make someone very happy. Like he talks them up as they're leaving. It's just like, we just don't have that intimate connection, but you're a great person. Yeah. And like, I hope we can keep in touch and stay friends. Like, yeah. Leaves them intact. Yeah. So I did like this whole season. I keep saying like that Chanel and Lou would leave around the same time, either like the same week or weeks, like one week apart. And The thing is, I feel like he never really had a romantic connection with either of them. And they were two people that he felt like he wanted to keep around because they kept a sort of like harmony in the house and they kept like a fun attitude in the house and he enjoyed being around them, which I know a lot of times he would send people home because he like Sam, for example, because he liked them as a person, enjoyed them as a friend, but not romantically. But these two people, I think he felt the same way about since the beginning, but just liked the energy they brought to the Chanel did try. Chanel did try. Lou tried at the beginning and then just like stopped trying and was like, if he wants to talk to me at the cocktail party, he'll find me and he'll talk to me. And that's like. But normally that might work, but you're in competition with like, what, 20 other women at that point. Yeah. Who all are seeking him out. You know, and trying to get his yeah, attention like, in time. So, when, like, he's obligated to, like, be, like, you know, he's not going to, you know. Well, like, when Kimmy yeah. is, like, I need to pull him aside. And then Chanel pulls him aside. And then Lydia pulls him aside. Like, when there's all these other people pulling him aside, he's not going to have time to go find you. Right. This isn't Disney, like, Prince coming mm-hmm. to find you, like, save you from tower. It's, like, he's here. He's trying to give his best you know, foot, foot forward and find the person that he most has chemistry with. And it feels good to be chased a little bit, you know, and that's something you want in a, a partner. So like, if she's not willing to chase him a little bit, then, you know, like, why would he reciprocate, you know? Yeah. So they do in this episode on like another cliffhanger because they show Chanel coming back and being like, oh, I know what I need to do. Like, it's very obvious she's going home, but she has to go, like, tell him that she's going home. So basically, I already counted her gone. So we're left with Lana, Shanae, and Annie. Which, the final three. Lindsay made a very funny uh, comment during the show. She said they all look like sisters. Oh, they show them all standing together at the end, and they all have, like, light brown hair with some blonde highlights. And they're all approximately the same height. Like they stand there and they just look like they're all like, they don't look exactly the same, but they look related. What a coincidence. I mean, you know, guy has a type. Yeah. And that's okay. That's all right. So 
That is it for this episode of The Batch Report, and we will talk to you next week for another episode of The U.S. Bachelorette and for The New Zealand Bachelor.